0: What you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Hi, this is Alan with the quick
1: announcement about something really exciting going on here at The Mesh over the next couple of months. The Mesh is celebrating its first six months of operation by giving one of its listeners an iPad 2. And the more you listen to The Mesh, the more chances you have to win. Here's what you do. Listen to any episode for any of the shows that we have on our Mesh network That we post between January 1st, 2012 and March 31st, 2012. At some point during those episodes, and that includes the one you're listening to, you will be given a code for the contest. Write the code down, visit the MESH's website at themesh.tv, and you'll be given instructions on where to enter your code and an email address. You can enter one code per episode with your email address. So, if we post 100 episodes between January and March of this year and you listen to all 100 of them and get 100 codes, that means you'll have 100 entries into our contest, 100 chances to win that iPad. Uh, there will be other information on the MESH's website about this contest, other rules, regulations, some other uh, legal jargon we got put in there. That's all on the website at themesh.tv contest. That's where you can enter your codes, and you can also read a little bit more about the contest itself. We really are excited about this contest. We're excited about giving one of our listeners a great prize. And we just want to thank everybody for an incredible first six months of The Mesh. We look forward to providing you with outstanding content for many, many more months to come. Thanks. Foot Candle Films. Film news and reviews from two guys who really like movies.
0: This episode is brought to you by the Foot Candle Film Society. For a schedule of upcoming screenings and membership information, visit the Society's website at www.footcandle.org.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to Footcandle Films, our special Oscar edition.
2: There's the red carpet, all the paparazzi are everywhere. Chris is
1: wearing a tux, making me feel completely underdressed here as I'm sitting (laughs) here in jeans and a t-shirt. But uh, we're here to talk about the Oscars. Oscar nominations came out just a couple weeks ago. Uh, We've been kind of mulling them over, so we're ready to talk about them. Chris Fry, my partner in crime, how are you doing today, bud?
2: I'm doing great. Good,
1: good. Well, we're ready to talk some Oscar talk. Uh, You know, we kind of mix up the format a little bit with the show, where we alternate between review shows and special topic shows. We definitely wanted to go ahead and discuss the Oscars. Uh, it is kind of the Super Bowl of the film community. It's the Definitely. big thing everybody looks forward to. I'm, I'm a fan of it. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people get maybe a little frustrated with all the pomp and celebrity status of it and all the who's wearing what. I don't care about that stuff. I care about the real technical craft of filmmaking and finding out who's going to win these awards. It's exciting for me. So yeah, I could
2: uh, honestly care less who hosts it.
1: Yeah, the host, this, dress, really, all those things. That is ridiculous to, to obsess yeah. about. This is all about, I want to see people rewarded for their work. Mm-hmm. I want to know that people who did some great pieces of work to entertain us this year are getting recognized for yeah. it. So, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to run through all the categories. Um, I'll admit a lot of these categories, Chris, you can uh, reassure me on this. We haven't seen a lot of these films. Um, uh, we both have two kids.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we are both are uh, that live at home that are you know young. they keep us on our toes. We get to see a lot of kids' films, as evidenced by my list I gave uh, a while back where most of the (laughs) films I rated as best films of the year were comic book superhero movies. Sure. So, it's going to be a little touch and go. We'll go through here, and obviously, the ones we've seen we'll comment on, but we're also going to both kind of predict what we think our pick for that the winner of so uh, that mean category You haven't will been be.
2: getting your Academy screeners, Alan?
1: No. Oh. Ooh, I must have gotten left off the mailing <laughs> list on that one. I, I assume you've gotten all of yours.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. i've actually, I've seen all these movies because okay, they've just great. been piling in my mailbox. Good. So yeah. well, I
1: can't wait to I'm hear <laughs> your thoughts on uh, some of the uh, documentary short features. I'm oh, sure yeah. you've seen all of those. They're so. amazing. Okay, good. Well, I'll tell you what, let's get get started we're gonna get started uh first with writing original screenplay and i'm gonna do is just read the nominations for each of these categories and we're just both gonna say what we think is going to win based on what we know about these films okay so original screenplay means it's not adapted from anything it is truly original for the film we have the artist bridesmaids margin call midnight in paris and a separation chris what do you think
2: well, I would like to think bridesmaids would win because it's a comedy and uh, Kristen Wiig was like Saturday Night yeah, Live. Bridesmaids is not going to win. No, comedies never okay, get rewarded. Yeah. So I, that would be like what I would want to win. What I think probably will win will be uh, Midnight in Paris. Really, um, but oh, okay. I don't think Woody Allen will show up, so it'll kind of be awkward. Um, mm. But it won't. He's won an Oscar before, but I don't think he showed up for that either. But um, yeah. Midnight in Paris.
1: All right. I'm going to say the artist. Only because, uh, jumping on
2: the bandwagon. Well,
1: it's not because I'm necessarily saying I want it to win. I'm sure. just saying I think it will. I think, it will. Um, I think that's just it's probably the momentum is swinging in favor of the artist this year. I think you're going to hear sure. that mentioned by me several times throughout this this podcast. So
2: gotcha.
1: uh, we'll see how we how we stand. We are marking all of our choices on this so we can regroup and let you know after the Oscars. Who fared better on our picks. Okay, so next.
2: <laughs> okay, next we have writing, and this time for adapted screenplay. And the nominees are, this is probably the only time in my life I'll ever get to say that. Yeah. Uh, it is de- kind of cool to say it. It? <laughs> it is, <laughs> yeah. it is. Uh, the Descendants, Hugo, The Ides of March, Moneyball, and Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. Alan, what's your thoughts on this category? I am going to say The
1: Descendants. Okay. Um, A because you know it is a is a great screenplay, but even more so, I've got a personal interest in this. Okay, Uh, one of the writers of the screenplay, Jim Rash, and I were college uh, attended UNC Carolina at the same time. Oh wow! I actually worked on production on a student TV show that he was a star on at several points. And if you don't know, Jim Rash is uh, an actor. Also, he's in the TV show Community and done uh, Reno Nine One One and some others. Uh, Plays a very flamboyant character, Hmm. but this is a screenplay he wrote. And I I do believe it's, it's got a good shot of
2: winning. So I'm going to say the descendants. Okay. Um, actually that is who I have picked to win and actually also who I want to win. I was fortunate enough that I did make it to the theater to see the descendants and really liked it. So, um, yeah. Okay. So we're on the
1: same page with that one. Apparently. All right. Next we have visual effects. This is one I always have. I always have fun with because, uh, you know, as we've gotten into the age of CGI, it's pretty much which film had the best CGI is what sure. we come down to nowadays Sure. on this. So the nominees are Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, Hugo, Real Steel, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and Transformers Dark of the Moon. Chris, your pick would be?
2: Um, I'm going to I'm gonna say Hugo for this one. Okay. Um, I think this year you kind of alluded to the fact that the artist is going to be popping up a lot for your picks. I think... The Hugo and the artist are going to kind of duke it out this hmm. year. Okay. Um, so since the artist is not in this category, I'm going to pick Hugo.
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to go with even though I still have my unabashedly love for Real Steel, as cheesy as that movie uh, is, and I think the robot animation in Real Steel is great. I'm going to go with Rise of the Planet of the Apes. The
2: uh, reason I'm going I here, I think I, know, I bet I, know I, I, I have
1: a theory here. Okay. Because Andy Serkis did not get nominated for Best Supporting Actor, which I'm kind of okay with. I think they're going to reward his performance through visual effects because, uh, you know, it really is the animators taking his his work. I can already see it now. The They're going to name, award this, the crew's going to come up, and they're going to bring Andy Serkis up on the stage you with them. I think they will. I or think, you they, think will.
2: they won't, and then there'll be this. No, I think ste- they're going
1: to take it as a team. I think, you know what? Okay. They all work together to make these visual effects happen. Mm. So I'm going to say Rise of the Planet of the Apes because the work that they did on his character was phenomenal.
2: You know, politically that would probably be who they should give the award yeah. just so they can make that whole make nice that's statement with I Andy Serkis. That. Actually, that's a very interesting yes. pick. If I'd have thought about that a little more, then yeah.
1: And, you know, even though I will say Transformers Dark of the Moon did have some impressive effects, the idea of them reading out Transformers Dark of the Moon on an Oscar stage just makes me sick to my stomach to even think about it. So, yeah. Well, um, now, have other Transformers
2: one. movies gotten I don't the award? Believe,
1: I think they might have gotten sound editing right. or some other ones like that. So, sure, yeah. yeah. All right.
2: Okay, next category is sound mixing. And the nominees are.
1: Wow, we may actually get Transformers Dark of the Moon on this one. Go ahead, I'm sorry.
2: Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, Hugo, Moneyball, Transformers Dark of the Moon. There it is. I just is. always think of Pink Floyd. Yeah. Um, and Warhorse. Um, um, I'm
1: going to say Hugo.
2: Parents, little man. Go! Uh, hey! Move aside! Move aside, mate!
1: I think Hugo's gonna get some love th- on Oscar night. Uh, this may be a minor one in- to some regard, but. Uh, I think I think sound mixing. I think I could go with Hugo on that one.
2: Uh, I'm in agreement with you. I put Hugo as okay. well.
1: Good. Well, yeah, that's easy enough.
2: Yeah, right. yeah. So
1: on the same note, sound editing, we have Drive. One of the only times we're going to unfortunately hear that name on the list of nominees tonight. Uh, Drive, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Hugo, Transformers: Dark of the Moon, and Warhorse. So very similar to the sound mixing category with yes. only one difference: Drive replacing Moneyball. So Chris, <laughs> what do you say?
2: Well, I would like to see Drive win just because it It would be cool to have Drive win something. Win something since they kind of threw him a bone for that. Um, But I doubt they will. If I drive for you, you give me a time and
1: a place. I give you a five-minute window. Anything happens in that five minutes, and I'm yours, no matter what. I don't sit in while you're running it down. I don't carry a gun. I drive.
2: So, you just moved to LA? No, I've been here for a while. What do you do? I drive
0: for movies. It's not dangerous, it's only part time.
2: What is it? Uh, Wisdom says – not contemporary wisdom. What do you call it? Common wisdom? Uh, I forget. Anyways.
1: It's really late when we're recording Yes,
2: it is. Anyways, conventional. Thank you. Conventional wisdom. Conventional wisdom, I think, says whoever wins sound editing also wins sound mixing. So since I picked Hugo for sound mixing, I'm going to pick Hugo for sound editing. Go ahead
1: and put me now for Hugo as well. That's the pick I had also. (laughs) Okay. Sound is all about Hugo, we believe.
2: Yes. So we think. Good deal. Okay. Next category is short film, live action.
1: All right, this is where, guys. This is going to be kind of a crapshoot. Okay, I'll go ahead and tell you. I haven't seen any of the short films, live, live or animated. None of the screeners. So it's made really it's going to be, yours. it's really going to be whichever one sounds the most interesting to me. Just giving you a preface on that. Go ahead and give us the nominees, Chris.
2: Okay, nominees are Pentecost, Raju, The Shore, Time Freak, and Tuba Atlantic. Hmm. Alan, your choice? There
1: again, I'm rolling the dice, and I'm going to go with which name stands out to me, and that would be Time Freak. Ooh. Put me down for Time Freak.
2: <laughs> Actually, because it had freak in the title.
1: You picked it too, didn't you? I
2: picked it too. But I must say, when I was reading the nominees, Radu sounded awfully cool. And I almost switched my vote. Actually, I mean... all of them kind of have some cool names. Pentecost,
1: yeah. Radu, The Shore, <laughs> Time Freak, and Tuba Atlantic. Tuba, Tuba Atlantic yeah. kind of has a nice I Kind of like all it. of them, but I think we're going to go with Time Freak on that one. Yeah. All right. On the same uh, side of the coin, there we got short film animated. We have Dimanche slash Sunday, The Fantastic Flying Books of Mister Morris Lessmore, La Luna, A Morning Stroll and Wildlife. Chris, have you seen any of these?
2: Uh, no.
1: Yeah, me neither. All <laughs> right. So, which one are you going to go with?
2: Um, more is more in this case. The, the one that has the longest title is the one I chose. We are totally on the same so, page here. So, The Fantastic Flying Books of Mr. Morris Lessmore is what yes. I chose.
1: My pick is also The Fantastic Flying Books of Mr. Morris Lessmore because I like just saying that whole title yes, again. So, fun. we got it in there three times during awesome. that little section. So, very cool. That's our choice. All right.
2: Next category is Music Original Song. I reflect on my reflection And I ask myself the question What's the right direction to go? I don't know Am I a man? There are only two nominees, which I think is kind of bizarre. That but, is really um, strange. Normally there's four or five. Right, right. Yeah. But uh there are only two nominees and there can only be one real winner. I mean, there's mm-hmm. clearly I don't you know the the songs are Real and Rio from the movie Rio, and then the winner, I think. Marty, uh, do not show my hand is Manor Muppet from the Muppets uh, Alan? Yeah.
1: oh absolutely Manor Muppet from the Muppets I mean
2: now let me let me throw this out there though I have heard that they are saying they are not going to do performances of original song this year, which that was my whole well, I mean, I'll watch the Oscars anyway. I wanted to see how they were going to do Manor Muppet if they were going to have Brett McKenzie and um. Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel. And they were actually going to use some Muppets. And in my head, I'd created like, oh, man, this is going to be so awesome. I can't wait to see them do this. But they're
1: not doing performances. And
2: I have heard that they're not going to do Or if Uh. they do, they would definitely – they're like, they don't want to have Muppets. They don't want this big production number. But if that's the case, hopefully that's just internet rumor. But like – that would absolutely devastate but my thing is there's only two songs. Why, I know, couldn't, why they couldn't they do it for just, do it? just two? I yeah. can
1: understand when there's five, it does kind of bog down the show right. a little bit. But
2: there's two songs. Right. I'm uh, hoping that's – Well,
1: that would be really cool. Man Muppet from the Muppets, absolutely. he has got to win Best Original Song. Oh, yeah. That, I think even during when we mentioned the Muppets in one of our previous episodes, that, that song was specifically called out. So, yeah. Yeah, great. Okay. Well, we got Music Original Score. So, this is the instrumental stuff that's playing throughout the film. We've got The Adventures of 1010, The Artist, Hugo, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, and Warhorse. Chris, your choice is.
2: You know, I should probably choose The Artist, but I'm going to go ahead and go with The Adventures of 1010. Huh.
1: Interesting. One of the two John Williams scores up here. So, you think that, that one's going to win over Warhorse?
2: Yeah. And that, there again, you know, actually, I think the reason I picked that was because I thought 1010 was awesome and it was kind of given the shaft this mm-hmm. year. So, um, yeah. I've,
1: well, put me down for Hugo on this one. Uh, I think, uh, I think Hugo is going to carry the Howard Shore score on this one as well. So gotcha. yeah.
2: And what do we have next? Our category is makeup uh-huh. and the nominees are Albert knobs, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part two and the iron lady.
1: I'm going with Albert Nobbs on this one because uh, I will admit, I think the work they do on uh, Glenn Close and the other character that that has to dress up as a man in the uh, film, I believe there's two of them, mm-hmm. uh, very impressive. It's subtle. subtle, subtle makeup, but I think that's actually the kind of thing the Academy looks for. It's not the outlandish big – Makeup jobs, you know, to turn you to completely transform you into some other person. It's the nuanced stuff, and I think I think Albert Nobbs has got that. So I'm going to give it to them.
2: You and I are on the same page with that award. I okay. believe that uh, Albert Nobbs will probably take home the the Oscars. I mean, the Iron Lady
1: really wasn't it just teeth that Meryl Meryl Streep put on. <laughs> I mean, really. Okay.
2: Yeah, and you know, actually, you know, the Harry Potter sequel, or you know, there's, I, I doubt they'll really give. It well, to I just. Also.
1: Yeah, that's one of those where the makeup just, you know, it's meant to go a little overboard. It's it's very big characters, and I I think they normally like to reward ones that are a little more nuanced. Sure. Well, I think with that, we're going to take a halftime break and uh, pause for a couple of announcements. Uh, You are listening to Foot Candle Films. This is our Oscar picks. When we come back, we'll be hitting the rest of the list, obviously going through documentaries and then leading into acting And director and best picture and on and on uh there is a code for this episode of candle films naturally the code is going to start with the word oscar that's o-s-c-a-r and the code is 4455 so oscar 4455 is the code for this episode oscar 4455 enter that on the the mesh.tv website to get registered for a chance
0: to win an ipad
1: so we'll be back in a few minutes with the rest of the show
0: And we're back
1: to the Oscar edition of foot candle films, as we are gazing into our crystal ball and trying to predict who we think will win Oscars on Oscar night here in late February. So we're getting back to the categories. Last one we did was makeup. So now we're up to foreign language film and we've got five entries here. We've got from Belgium, the film bullhead from Canada, Monsieur Lazar from our Iran, a separation from Israel footnote and from Poland in darkness. Chris, your pick.
2: Well, let me just first, talk. they're all winners in my heart, but um, I will. <laughs> You're so diplomatic. Yeah, um, You're I'm like gonna...
1: the United Nations of, of, of <laughs> film, film selection.
2: I'm going to go with a, a separation. Yeah, um, That's the one I've heard that's... the most buzz about, and I think they'll probably reward uh,
1: Same here. I've heard some outstanding things about that film. Again, another category where you and I have not had a chance to see these films. They just don't quite make it to Hickory, North Carolina very often. No. Although, Foot Candle, the film society, is showing the film A Separation in April. So we're very excited. It'll be very post-Oscar. Hopefully they would walk away with the foreign language film and we'll be seeing a winner in April. Regardless, I've heard outstanding things about this film, so I'm very excited to see it. A Separation, the Iranian film, is both of our picks for foreign language film this year.
2: Next category we have is film editing. The Nominees are The Artist, The Descendants, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Hugo, and Moneyball.
1: I'm going with the girl with the dragon tattoo on this one. Okay. Uh, I think that's probably the only one that's going to win the whole evening. Okay. But I do think David Fincher has, has a, has a great relationship with his editors. I think he knows how to shoot a film that editors just have a field day with. Mm. And you know, girl with the dragon tattoo is a little more of a frenetic film. It's a little more, uh, the editing really helps carry that film along. So I, I do think, I think that's got a good shot to win that one.
2: Well there's no way I would ever pick Moneyball. That film needed more editing. So that is uh, there are actually Chris only four is nominees in this film. I mean oh man. I know. The tirade continues. Um my my choice is the artist. Okay. So film
1: editing, you're going with the artist, I'm going with the girl with the dragon tattoo. Awesome. Yes. Good. All right. Next we've got documentary short. So this is short form documentary. Again, we're back to another category that I know nothing about any of these these, uh, entries, but here we go. The Barber of Birmingham, foot soldier of the Civil Rights Movement. God is the Bigger Elvis. Incident in New Baghdad. Saving Face. The Tsunami in the Cherry Blossom. Chris, you got any pick on this one?
2: I do. Um, I'm going to go with uh, The Tsunami and the Cherry Blossom just mm. because I have no idea what it's about. But the fact that it's a documentary, I'm assuming it's like Japan and this whole. Yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm going with that.
1: Okay, good. I'm going to go with Incident in New Baghdad. Oh, um, okay. Sounds like it's got a little bit of a geopolitical feel to it. And okay. those tend to go pretty well in the documentary realm. So that's the one I'm going to go with.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Moving on. We now have the long form or documentary feature category. And the nominees are Pina, Undefeated, Paradise Lost 3, Purgatory, Hell and Back Again, and If a Tree Falls, A Story of the Earth Liberation Front. Alan?
1: I'm going to go with Pina okay. because I really like Wim Wenders. And this is, a, he. I believe he co-directed or co-produced his film. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just uh, like to see that happen. Although I'm very intrigued with Par- Paradise Lost 3. Have you uh, because seen you have know, the whole story of the whole Paradise Lost films and the, carrying on the story of following, uh, following
2: these guys in prison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're finally, is it the Memphis Three? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Have you seen the other two?
1: Uh, it's been a long time. I saw the first one. I don't think okay. I've seen the second one. Okay. Um, very curious about that. You know, Joe Joe Burlinger kind of coming back and doing a third film and that's in, about this story. Uh, I'm intrigued. I have not seen it. But uh, curious about it, but I do think Pina might be the one to win.
2: Would, have those two, um, Berlinger and Sanofsky, have they done other things other than these documentaries?
1: They have. Um, gosh. Because their
2: names sound really I need
1: my weird. IMDb pulled up in front of me. But I believe that they did a franchise movie at one point, either a sequel to something okay. that did not do too well. Okay. Um, if you give me a second while you uh, discuss your pick, I'll mm-hmm. be happy to look that yeah, up.
2: Le- yeah, actually, look that up real quick. We, we love the internet. Yes. fingertips. God bless you, internet. Mm. Um, actually, so I have a favorite and then I have one that I think will win. The one that I think will win is uh, Hell and Back Again. Okay. Um, which is kind of cool because it's it talks about a soldier uh, coming back from Afghanistan, and it's actually shot a lot in North Carolina. So hmm. me being okay. from North Carolina. Kind of a I think that's local cool. connection, good. Um, the one that I kind of want to win uh, is If a Tree Falls, a story of the Earth Liberation Front. And the reason why is because the director on that is Marshall Curry, and he actually shot mm. a documentary that we showed at foot candle called racing dreams so this is a completely different subject matter and he's but, actually been up for an oscar before but i don't believe one mm-hmm. but i'm um, so you know that's kind of who well, I, racing I, dreams
1: I, we had a fun time with that screening yes. because we actually had one of the young racers mm-hmm. in attendance with us and as a guest at the film screening so that was fun okay going back to your question on joe berlinger yes um he other documentaries he did. I know you and I were both a big fan it of Metallica, yes, it was yes! Metallica Some Kind of Monster, which was a great, great music documentary for okay. anybody's interested. However, the film I was thinking of that he did that was not a documentary was Book of Shadows Blair Witch, Blair Witch 2. Too. Yeah, okay, did not go over too well. No, so uh, anyway, he is mainly a documentary filmmaker, the Paradise Lost series. He's done all three of those. Well, so. I
2: need to go check those out. Yeah,
1: interesting things there. Yeah, the documentary, you know, the documentary f- feature, uh uh, did not include the Interrupters, oh, which yeah. you know the film that or Project gotten, Nim or Project Nim. Uh, Interrupters has gotten a lot of acclaim, mm-hmm. in a lot of places. But I think there was some caveat reason why it couldn't be in the entry selection. It, it's
2: the it's the director from Hoop Dreams. Yes, What's the name? I forget his name off the bat. There again, I internet. don't remember either. But yeah, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, James something James maybe.
1: Yeah. But it was it was overlooked. And uh Project Nam is a film we reviewed here on Foot Candle a few months ago. We both thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, not great, but okay. So this is a little surprising. The guys who did Man on Wire, you know, uh, didn't didn't get a nomination for their follow up film.
2: And then Errol Morris had tabloid out. And yeah. I was kinda surprised that but I heard it
1: was not great Errol ah, Morris documentary, but okay. you know. minor
2: minor yeah so
1: it's kind of interesting the five that they chose are ones that really flew under the radar this year and didn't get a lot of attention like the the other two that we talked about did next category we have uh i believe that's me uh yeah i'm reading this one so we have directing Mm -hmm. is that the one you've got Mm -hmm. okay so we're gonna do directing this is always the one i love i really look forward to the directing category because you know that's that's the thing i just i think i think the director's role is so critical, not to say it's more critical than other roles, but I mean, this is, this is the person really pulling the stuff together. So, uh, so we had the nominees as the artist and that's Michael. Oh boy. Have a, have a, have, a the have oh, there you go. That's it. <laughs> that's uh just pretend like I just said that maybe Here. you can dub that in for my voice. <laughs> uh, we have the descendants, which was directed by Alexander Payne, who had brought us sideways and, uh, about Schmidt and some other films election. in the past election. Oh yeah. Election was a good one. Uh, we have Hugo by some guy named Martin Scorsese. I, yeah. Do you know anything about this guy? <laughs> All right.
0: He's uh, be big.
1: Midnight in Paris, another no, no-namer, Woody Allen, doing Midnight in Paris. And then Terrence Malick's The Tree of Life. That's our five directing uh, nominations. Chris, I'm really curious about this one. Who are you going with?
2: <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm doing uh, Michael Hazanovich's for The Artist, is who I think will win. I would like for Terrence Malick to win for Tree of Life, but I don't think it has a chance. So, uh, The Artist. All right, so talk me out of why I should not have Tree of Life as my pick. Well, I mean, you can have it as your pick. I just don't think that... There again, conventional wisdom, usually a lot of times director and best picture follow each other. And I think it's going to be the year of Hugo and the artist. I don't think, I think Tree of Life is kind of an outlier. Hmm. So, I mean, but no, pick it. I mean, I, I hope it does I, win. I hope you're right. But
1: I, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to okay. go with it because there has been some times, I think the year that Steven Spielberg won for Saving Private Ryan, won director, but somebody, they didn't, but somebody else yeah, won it, Best Picture. It can happen. I, I just feel like. I feel like that film needs to get some recognition, and I'll be really kind of heartbroken. I can understand if it doesn't get Best Picture; it's not everybody's cup of tea. Right? But directing—you got—I mean, we got to admit that was a masterful directing job done on that film. So, I'm going to go Tree of Life. I'm probably going to lose that one, but I'm going to pick it regardless.
2: There are two ways through life: the way of nature and the way of grace. You have to choose which one you'll follow. We're alligators. You'll
0: be grown before that
2: tree is tall. Next up, we have costume design. Movies nominated are Anonymous, The Artist, Hugo, Jane Eyre, and The Madonna produced and I think maybe directed yes, W.E. She did.
1: she did direct W.E.
2: So which one do you think of those, Alan? I'm going to go with the artist just okay. because I think,
1: uh, you know, I know it's a period piece. Normally period pieces do really well. Actually, I think about all five of these are period pieces. So never mind. That doesn't give it an <laughs> edge, but I think the whole artist bandwagon is just going to carry this one along with it.
2: Yeah. I'm on the bandwagon with you. Um, I, I believe the artist will take home costume design as well.
1: All right. Great.
2: Uh, we have art direction.
1: Uh, we've got the artist. We've got Harry Potter and the deathly Hallows part two. Hugo, Midnight in Paris and Warhorse. Chris, your pick is.
2: Well, um I would like for Midnight in Paris to win, but I think it'll probably it's part of the bandwagon. I think the artist will win for this. Yeah, I will
1: say Midnight in Paris even though I think it was it, it did a fun job with the flashbacks and on the period times. I mean, it didn't go too overboard it didn't have to go too overboard with really creating a a true sense of that time. It was all kind of isolated to single rooms hmm. in places. So I think it was a little bit of a simpler job to create that. Hmm. Um, I'm going to go with the artists as well, though. I think, uh, okay. I think they just, you know, they had the whole film is patterned after art design. I mean, from the making of films to the whole old Hollywood, I just think it's, it's right up that alley for art, art direction.
2: Okay. Next category we have is cinematography. The nominees are The Artist, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Hugo, The Tree of Life, and War Horse.
1: As much as I would love to see Lubezki win for The Tree of Life, (laughs) because there again, I think, masterful job in cinematography. My pick is going to be Hugo, uh, Ah. Robert Richardson. I just think... uh, I think any of, the, any of the, 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 the nominations that have to do with telling the story and showing the story, I think Hugo's got a good shot at, at winning those.
2: Interesting. I um, Are you going I, with
1: the artist again? I am. I'm going yeah. with the
2: artist. I, but there again, I'm saying that I would love for, and I think it deserves it the tree of life, but I don't think it'll get it.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, we're not picking ones that we want to have win in these situations is who we think we will probably going to win. win. So, cause I think our wants to win would probably be a little different on many of these. So, yeah. All right. Next we have animated feature film.
0: Oh, I have received a message. From the universe,
2: from the messenger.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. Our greatest masters are disappearing. I fear this is the work of Lord Shen, who has unleashed a new kind of threat on our world. This could mean the end of Kung Fu.
2: But I just got Kung Fu.
0: And now you must save it. You may know my name, but you do not know the legend. I'm the innocent. We owe everything to him. And in my brave and noble quest for justice, nothing will distract me. Oh. Who exactly are you? Names Rango.
2: (gasps) What is this?
1: That there's Rango. Uh, We've got five here, uh, which, very interesting, uh, in that only Three of them are kind of what I consider mainstream films, and there's no Pixar films this year. Of course, Cars Two was the only film I think Pixar did this year, hmm, which, yeah, I did not like at all. Anyway, I but, somehow uh,
2: managed to dodge that one. Yeah, so I didn't see it's no it.
1: good. Uh, a Cat in Paris, Chico and Rita, Kung Fu Panda Two, Puss in Boots, and Rango. Chris, you got a favorite there?
2: Um, I have a favorite because the name Chico and Rita, but that's not what I'm picking. Um, I'm picking, I think Rango. I think Rango
1: too. Only because I think Rango has enough of a distinct look to it. Uh, I did see the film. I thought it was okay. Not a great film, but I will say the animation was very
2: interesting to watch. Right, uh, it just it just had an interesting texture to it, and uh, so I thought that was good. In the list, it jumps out as being very unique. Yeah. So I will say the fact that Puss in Boots is nominated, Cars Two must have been really bad because I saw Puss in Boots. He <laughs> didn't,
1: didn't care for that too much. And Cars Two was just a, it's just a big money grab. I see. It was. Yeah. I see. All right. So it looks like we're on to the acting. Yes. You want to kick it off with a uh, supporting actress?
2: Yes. So the nominees in this category are Bernice Bejel in The Artist, Jessica Chastain in The Help, Melissa McCarthy in Bridesmaids, Janet Mateer in Albert Knobs, and Octavia Spencer in The Help.
1: Oh, wait, wait, I think you read a typo there. When you said Jessica Chastain, you said for The Help. I thought she was nominated for either Take Shelter or The Tree of Life.
2: Well, you'd think so.
1: Okay. All right. So that that's true. It's nomination for The Help.
2: It is The Help.
1: Okay. All righty. Well, (laughs) I'm going to say my pick in this category. I'm having a, I have a really tough time with this. Um, I think Octavia Spencer has probably got it for the help.
0: Does this dress look handmade. made? I reckon when you finish it won't. Thank you. She looked like the winning horse at the Kentucky Derby. Drafted the Home Health Sanitation Initiative. The what? A bill that requires every white home to have a separate bathroom for the help. Maybe hey, we should just build you a bathroom
2: outside, Haley. Minnie? Hey, Able. Hey, Minnie. Mm-hmm. These women raise white children. We love them, and they love us, but they can't even use the toilets in our houses. Minnie, are you in there?
1: She's already won a lot of other awards and some other ceremonies for this role. Uh, Jessica Chastain. If Jessica Chastain was nominated for Take Shelter or The Tree of Life, well, definitely Take Shelter. I would give it to her in a heartbeat. Uh, I think that was dramatically overlooked there. Um, And and the artist, I don't think the artist is going to win everything. So I'm not going to give it to to, uh, Bernice Bejo. Um, And they're not going to give it to Melissa McCarthy for Bridesmaids, unfortunately, because it's a comedy. And so that, and I, I, Albert Knobs is just not getting a whole lot of love. So I'm gonna say Octavia Spencer for the help.
2: I agree, uh, Octavia Spencer. Boring. For the help. Yeah, We're picking the I know. Same We're ones. agreeing on that. I will <laughs> say though. Now let me just let me just throw this in there. I think. Bernice Bejo could win because a lot of times if you have two people from the same movie nominated in the same category, they'll cancel each other out. Good point. So Jessica Chastain and Octavia Spencer could kind of cancel each other out, which would then throw it to Bernice Bejo.
1: I agree. If it wasn't Octavia Spencer, I think it would be Bernice Bejo. All right. Actor in a supporting role. We have Kenneth Branagh for My Week with Marilyn, Jonah Hill for Chris Fry's personal favorite movie, Moneyball, Uh, Nick Nolte in Warrior. Christopher Plummer in Beginners, and Max von Snydo for Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close.
2: I'm going to pick for this one. I think Christopher Plummer's probably got it in the bag for Beginners because he's an older actor. He's playing against type. In this movie, he plays... A man who's, like, I think in his 70s and decides he's coming out of the closet and he's gay and he has a son and the whole dynamic there. And it's very against type for him, So and they like to reward, you know, people who've had acting careers and all that kind of stuff. So I I think it's Christopher Plummer. Oliver? Yeah? They had some wonderfully loud music in the club tonight. In-s- 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 what kind of music's
0: that? Probably house music. Yep. House music. <laughs> okay. House music.
2: How's music?
1: Well, I, I agree with you there, and uh, I do think he he deserves it. I think he he played a great role there. Kenneth Branagh would probably be a follow-up for me. I think he did, as we talked about. Uh, well, actually, we haven't talked about it yet. We've uh, we've already seen the film, but right. we'll be hearing we about will. it in the upcoming episode for My Week with Marilyn. Uh, it's a candle scre- film that we just screened just just recently here, and uh, he plays a great job a great role there as uh, Lawrence Olivier, but. I think uh, Christopher Plummer is going to edge him out on this one.
2: Yeah.
1: I agree. Although, you know, knowing that Jonah Hill is now an Oscar nominee, how crazy is that?
2: I mean, all Dizar. he did was basically just read lines. He didn't really deliver them. He just read yeah. them.
1: I'm going to get around to watching Moneyball here pretty soon. And I want to come back and we're going to have a special moment on Foot Candle Films, a podcast here, where either I'm going to – Completely agree with you in, in, about Moneyball or we're going to get into a big fight I mean, about maybe,
2: maybe Moneyball is going to be my Super 8, the film of the year I'm really <laughs> wrong about. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Okay. Let's, let's not even go back down that path yet. So. <laughs> All right. So now we're two leading actress.
2: Nominees are Glenn Close and Albert Nobbs, Viola Davis in The Help, Rooney Mara in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Meryl Streep in The Iron Lady, or Michelle Williams in My Week with Marilyn. I'm going
1: with uh Michelle Williams, My Week oh, with Maryland.
2: Nice.
1: I think she could pull a little bit of an upset here. Okay. Uh having maybe it's just because the film is still fresh in my brain, but I think she did a wonderful job in this role. Uh everything I I have not seen The Iron Lady, everything I'm hearing and hearing about that is that Meryl Streep is really good. But the she's movie, the only reason to- <laughs> But the movie's pretty weak. And even though My Week with Marilyn was not an outstanding film, it was a decent enough film that it elevated her performance a little bit in that one. Um you know, Viola Davis and The Help, I know that's probably the one getting the most uh, acclaim right now or getting some buzz about it, but I don't know. I'd really like to think My Week with Marilyn could pull this out and get the get the uh, award here.
2: I'm going to do with the conventional wisdom, the common knowledge. I, I'm going with Viola Davis and The Help. Okay. Um, the movie as a whole, I did get a chance to see it, and it was more than what I thought it was going to be on the surface. Um, and her performance, I think, actually kind of delivered it from more of a stereotypical talk about how uh, blacks were like downtrodden and serving as servants. You know, it was, it was more nuanced performance than that. And it gave, I don't know, it kind of rose above what you would consider to be a stereotypical movie about that time period. Okay, so good. I'm giving it to Viola Davis. All right. So. Good deal.
1: Well, now we're on to the actor in a leading role and we have uh, five nominees. We have Demian Bashir for a better life. We have George Clooney for the descendants Jean Dujardin for The Artist, Gary Oldman for Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, and Brad Pitt for Moneyball.
2: Why? <laughs> Why? I love just
1: emphasizing that for your for your benefit. Uh Chris, your choice on this one.
2: I'm going to go with Mr. Jean Dujardin from yeah. The Artist.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm with you on that. And I can't say it's the one I want to see win. And I mean, that I'd would love, be
2: and that would I'd be I'd love
1: to see Gary Oldman win. Oh. But you know, I think that'd be a real long shot. I think shot if more
2: there. people had seen that movie, yeah, he'd stand a I think there's
1: that. I think the, a better life is the same situation. I'm right. hearing some really good things about uh, uh, Bashir's performance in that, but hardly anybody's seen it. Sure, uh, George Clooney would be the, the more traditional safe bet, but I, I think it's going to be uh Desjardins for the artist.
2: Yeah, I think the tide is just going to carry. Yep. The
1: I, I agree. I mean, once once everybody starts talking about a film that's getting all the Oscar buzz, it really starts to build momentum and sweep a lot of them. So.
2: I'd like to see a. I mean, I guess he did win for Siriana for supporting actor, mm-hmm. but I'd like to see a Clooney acceptance speech for actor. You know, uh, that would make him. Yeah. But oh well.
1: All right. Well, we are down to best picture, the last yes. one. And Chris, why don't you read out the nominees for best picture? And, for, and you know, uh, there's supposed
2: year's. to be ten nominees in this category, I think, but they've only got nine because surely they don't consider Moneyball to be one of the ten. Well, mm-hmm. I guess they do. I think. Or, uh,
1: I think it was either Puss in Boots or. or Money. <laughs>
2: Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so yes, Moneyball is a nominee along with The Tree of Life, War Horse, Midnight in Paris, Hugo, The Help, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, The Descendants, and The Artist.
1: Here again, it's going to be a matter of what do I want to see win versus Ah, what I think is going to win. Ah, I think The Artist is going to win. I think the artist has got the most buzz going into the Oscar uh, ceremonies Uh, it's just kind of that classic Hollywood movie I think it's got the novelty of it being black and white silent it's got all these things going for it Um, I think that's going to edge out everybody else it's not the one I want to see to win necessarily because I don't like the big favorites I don't like it when one film comes in and wins five or six awards Sure. Um, I would love to see Tree of Life obviously we already talked about this in our uh, year end wrap up that that was our favorite foot candle film of the year uh each of us so i'd love to see that one win i'd even be happy with midnight in paris winning i'd be happy with hugo winning but i think it's going to be the artist
2: i i'm on the same page i think it will be the artist um i would love to see tree of life win that's my yeah. would want to win but it won't um <laughs> yeah i think the thing with the artist it has several things going with it for it hey it's got all you know just in general buzz But movies about movies, the Oscars really like. Yep, they do. And this is not. This is kind of you know. It's the silent film period and everything. I think it's just.
1: Well, it's it's a love letter to
2: film and filmmaking,
1: and who better to reward a film about filmmaking than the Motion Picture Academy of of America? Which
2: it's interesting that Hugo is also kind of along those same lines. True.
1: And My Week with Marilyn, which is not a Best Picture nomination, but is about the filmmaking process. Which it
2: should have been instead of Moneyball. But (laughs) um, Yeah, so it's interesting. I wonder if that will actually, if the tide, we've kind of in this list, we've kind of swung, I guess, towards the artist. But it'll be interesting to see if it actually goes the Hugo route. Um,
1: Could be. I, I don't think it will. I think the artist has got it going right now. I mean, you got to think recency, too. I mean, Hugo was kind of in and out of the theaters pretty quick in December. The artist has been coming back and making some first run uh, appeal right now. So there again, I think they're just I think they're just pushing it hard enough right now that they feel like they're they got a good bet on winning this thing. So, yeah. Wow. Okay, we actually did it in a pretty good amount of time. We went through all of our picks. Uh, We will be coming back. In a future episode, to do a little recap to see how we did, Hmm. kind of see who between the two of us had the most picks right for the evening. I
2: believe last year when we had our Oscar party for Foot Candle Film Society, um, I believe I got the most correct.
1: Yeah. So i i I think you're correct, I think you did a great job picking last year, so you may become our annual soothsayer here. Oh, we'll see if you're uh, on target this year or not. we'll follow up on that. <laughs> and I think we need to have a bet too that if Moneyball wins best pitcher, oh, man I think Chris Fry has to come dressed as Brad Pitt's character mm. in the film, baseball hat and uh, wow. jacket and everything for like a week or something oh, so man. and you got to talk like Brad Pitt too, so that's going to be the deal. <laughs> We'll see what happens. Scary, with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it for Foot Candle Films today. We just wanted to hone in on Oscars and talk it all up. And we've gone through all the categories. So we uh, hope we would love to hear your own feedback. Uh, we're going to be obviously publishing this before the Oscars come out. So there's a little bit of time where if you hear our episode and you've got some thoughts, comments, agreements, disagreements, your own picks, we'd love to hear them. Send them our way, send them through email to infothemesh.tv. Or you can go and put them up on our website through a contact form. Or even call the Mesh Line and uh, let us know what you think. That Mesh Line number is 828-619-0048. Call, leave us a voicemail. Tell us what you think about the Oscars, some of the picks we made, anything. If it's a good enough message, we'll uh, play it on a future episode. Tell
2: me how Moneyball is good. Somebody tell me out there why it's getting all this acclaim. I just don't
1: get it. All right, so we uh, we need somebody to defend Moneyball. Please. We need somebody to tell us why cars Two should have been nominated for best (laughs) Best animated feature. Uh, We need to tell somebody to tell us, explain to us. So we logically understand why drive did not get any more nominations than it did.
2: Seriously. Uh, That's
1: kind of the things we're looking for guys. So if you have any feedback on any of those, those hot burning topics, please let us know. Um, We will be back next episode is we're reviewing my week with Marilyn. So I believe. So uh, we did mention, you know, nominated for two of the awards uh, that we're talking about tonight best actress and best supporting actor. So uh, come back next episode and uh, listen to us talk about that film and give you a review of what we thought. I kind of gave you a little bit of a taste of what I thought about it, but we'll get a full review going on along with some movie news that we will discuss in our next episode. So look for that here in a couple of weeks. And for that, I think we're done. I think we're ready to sign off. Chris, thanks so much for sticking around on a late evening and uh, going through these Oscar picks with me. Oh, it was fun. Yeah, great. We will look forward to seeing everybody uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, Enjoy the Oscars if that's your cup of tea. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care.